Welcome to What the Bible Says, a Lugnuts Podcast Group production. Welcome to What the Bible Says. Uh, I'm Zeke. To my right, I have Kenny. Hello. To my left, I have Matthew. Howdy. To Matthew's left, I have Mark. Howdy, partner. And to Mark's left and Kenny's right, we have Aiden. What's up? That was intentionally made more confusing guy. than it had to be. <clears throat> okay. our, our normal members are dropping like flies. They are. We were missing Steve today, but Kenny has prepared yeah, an amazing Pastor Matthew in the house. study for us today. Mm-hmm. So this is episode 23, by the it way. It is episode 23. I forgot that. It's all good. It's all good. And today is August 27th. It is. It is? It is. 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 Okay. <laughs> anyway, got another brain teaser for you guys. So how many times does the word forgiveness appear in the Bible? A lot. 492 times. I'm uh, 1,507. So more than twice. Did you look it up? Wait, was that the actual number? No. <laughs> I was the most shy in the dark. <laughs> if you landed that, so help me. We're just stopping right now. <laughs> As of right now, you're the closest one. Uh, 502? No. Okay. 500. Are we too high? I see your one dollar and I raise it two dollars. Four hundred and seventy-four. No. Four eighty. No. This time he's not even telling us lower high. Four eighty-one. All right. What is it? Four hundred. Oh. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Nice and even. Weird. Interesting. Symmetry. Well, it's kind of technical. Because forgiveness itself shows up about like a hundred and some odd times, like two hundred some odd times. Details, but then details. you have like forgive uh, and other so, versions okay. of it. So I included forgive in yeah okay. with this. So all of that put together comes out to four hundred. Now you physically counted, right? Yes, yes, he did. Sure, uh, I will say for some of it, I did look it up on the internet, but for most of it, I did count. Really? Kenny's entire no, night past 4 a.m. Oh, was okay. just him looking up the word forgiveness. And what did we tell you about lying? That's amazing. People do the read a Bible in a year plan, but Kenny read it in like a day when he was coming up oh, with the... Yeah. Yes, of course. Hey, Kenny, I forgive you for lying. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Thank I you. don't. You're welcome. I do. So I'm All also right. going to ask. This is not a brain teaser. We're going to jump right in. Okay. What is the definition of forgiveness or your definition of forgiveness Mm. Mm. i would say forgiveness is basically basically ditching kind of in a way as what's the steve's term is like chucking in the lake kind of deal to forget about is if somebody asks you for forgiveness you will no longer hold that thing against them kind of deal you choose to maybe not completely forget that it happened but choose to forget it in such a way that you won't use that against that person in any way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you set it aside more yeah. or less. the effects remain but at the same time you don't hold that specific instance against them right mm-hmm. i 
Yeah, forgiveness is is kind of one of those words that when you first ask that, you know, I, I need to think about that for a minute because it's almost like something we just don't really think about the meaning of per se. But yeah, they're they're pretty pretty good with the definitions there. Yeah, to, to forgive is like you mm-hmm. know, just kind of move on. Don't mm-hmm. think about it, I guess. So the Webster's Dictionary definition is to cease. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Okay, my bad. Okay. Sorry, yeah. My I believe that forgiveness is giving up the right to hold a grudge. Mm. Mm. So, do you believe that you have a right to hold a grudge in the first place? See, the thing is, okay, if <clears throat> you have been wronged, right, and people assume, like, if it's reason, you know, reasonably assumed that you are justified in being mad at someone, you know, it's like, I know that I have mm. a right to be mad at you. But I'm choosing to well, I think we, let that go. I think we do have a right from a worldly standpoint. But then God yeah. also has told us that we are to forgive people any amount of times it takes, right? So, mm-hmm. like, whereas from a worldly perspective, we might have a right to hold a grudge. God is telling us not to. So I think that that's actually a pretty adequate definition of <coughs> forgiveness. And I do think there's a difference here between what you guys are saying, mm. Zeke and Mark, just because... You're using the term grudge, which I think kind of entails that root of bitterness. Mm. It kind of implies well, yeah. that you're dwelling on something. Whereas if somebody wrongs you, you definitely have a right to be angry about it. The Bible, the Bible just commands us to be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you have your anger, but you're just not choosing to act in that anger towards that person. Yeah. Yeah. So I... forgiveness would be not making it become a thing that's bitter, you know, giving that up. Not holding on to it. I see, I see. So letting lo- letting go of that root of bitterness. <laughs> yeah. Then. Or just making sure that that doesn't happen in the first place. I don't know if that's... That point. I, I'd have to agree that grudge sounds more like a bitterness thing. It's more to me would be a being upset or cautionary towards such a, that person because of an instance. And I think that's an important thing, too, to recognize with what forgiveness is, is that... Forgiving somebody is, like you said, it's giving up the whole holding that or using that in such a way to put that distance or something you remember when interacting with that person. That does not mean that any effects from what happened instantly go away. I think that's something that people get confused on. It's like, well, I asked you for forgiveness. Why isn't it back to how it was? Well, Sometimes that's fine. You know, if it's little stuff, yeah, it'll go right back to where it was. That's not an issue. If you got something large, though, you can't just, well, you forgave me, so guess we're going right back to normal. Like, yeah. right, that's like, unrealistic. There, There's a difference between, like, small stuff and then, oh, you just committed murder, but we forgive you. It's okay. And then we're going to treat you just, no, if this is a pattern or you've done something that seriously wrong, yeah. So there, there's just punishment, and you can give punishment without um, being angry in a sinful way about it, right? There are natural consequences to our yeah. actions well, that need to be factored in with that. And if I may, I think one way to say it is that whenever, whenever you forgive somebody, you are basically releasing your specific, mm-hmm. y- your right to anger about that to them. But at the same time, they're still subject to the consequences of it because they're mm-hmm. still their duty in 
asking forgiveness yeah. in the first right. place. But I, I apologize, Kenny. I did not mean to step on anything yeah. you want to no, talk about. No, no. It's all good. I, the, I am enjoying this conversation. The, the, the example I think I've used with somebody uh, before, I remember, uh, was if you had a neighbor who came over and trying to help out or something, whatever, came over, mowed your yard, but then in the, in that doing so, mowed over all your saplings or all the trees mm-hmm. you just put in, something like that. Now, you'd probably be a little bit upset about that. If they came and asked you, like, hey, man, I'm really sorry, and can you forgive me? You can forgive that person. You're no longer upset they ran over your trees. You're unlikely to want that person to come back and mow your yard. Like, yeah. it's one of those, Wait, I'm not was- upset at you for what you did initially anymore but that isn't an instance where it's okay for that to be repeated in such a way you'd be a little cautionary about it well sometimes like that's just a lack of information (laughs) poor mark over here so sometimes it's a lack of information or communication and that you might be okay with in the analogy like that person mowing your yard again as long as you communicate yeah you know don't mow here i have trees yeah but yeah because like I think at the end of the day, forgiveness doesn't change what happened. What changes is how you act about it. I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that because we're talking about putting it off and like giving up your right to anger. But at the same time, you cannot give up the feelings that their actions have caused. That yeah. is going to be something that you have to deal with. But then it becomes your responsibility to deal with that. What yeah. kind of has to do with what's that one of the rules of communication act, don't react? Uh, in in the way you treat people after something like that, because you can, you you gotta think rather than treating them based on you know I'm upset at them. Think maybe they had good intentions, maybe they didn't. But I'm going to treat this person reasonably instead of just reacting with the first kind of uh, feelings I have. You know. Yeah. It's almost like communication is a really necessary part of the forgiving process. <laughs> really. I, I don't know where Kenny's going. I really do want to get more into this, but I do feel like we are going down a lot of rabbit holes right now. I have a lot of thoughts on what you just said, Mark. <laughs> a whole lot of thoughts on what you just said. Welcome, I mean, we are welcome still to what the Bible says where we chase rabbit holes. <laughs> hey, Kenny, you want to do a deep dive? <clears throat> I'm considering this a deep dive. All right. Well, so. I, and if I may, I don't believe that communication has to be a part of your process of forgiveness. Well, okay. If you're forgiving someone else, you don't necessarily have to communicate to them that you're forgiving them. But you still sort of have to – there's got to be a little bit of communication going on there between you and God or just between you and you. Well – Like you still have to come to terms with how you feel and you have to – So, so here, here's what I'm thinking, right? I have had tr- – trouble forgiving certain people in the past and i gotta tell you from experience i disagree sometimes you just gotta say i forgive you move on and then maybe you think about it later because sometimes you're just so angry you just need to again like i said i agree wholeheartedly with that communication doesn't where you are only for different reasons right communication doesn't just have to be between you and the person that wronged you in order for forgiveness to take place communication does have to happen like i said whether it's between you and god or you just like processing your thoughts well i think some of it is like yeah but processing your thoughts there's not a lot of communication going on it's like you already know what you're thinking in some capacity you're not really 
most of us don't talk to ourselves about stuff like that. I won't, I didn't, I mean, I talk to myself, but it's not like hmm. I, I'm having a deep philosophical conversation with myself in the mirror. Um, <laughs> I, I very much do that inside my head, but I, I would just, cause in my head it's, it's our responsibility for, to forgive people regardless of whether they ask for the forgiveness in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our duty as Christians at that point. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly hard because like you said, just because you've chosen to forgive that person, mm-hmm. it doesn't get rid of the hurt, which very easily turns to anger. Right. Right. And I think part of it is like with the communication, it's not super necessary because the people that I've chosen to forgive or the person I've chosen to forgive, I don't have any desire to ever talk to them again. And maybe that's an issue with me, but I, I don't, but I can have resolved in my head. I forgive you. It's okay. I just don't have any, because of the experiences I had, I don't desire to spend much time around the, yeah, this I, person. I've had that, <clears throat> that issue before where <laughs> the issue where if you're trying to talk out with somebody and it's little instances sometimes that can build up too. And you try, you try really hard to just, well, it's a small instance here. It's a small instance here. Like they're just small. The issue is, is that small instances continued become a pile. And then when you try to explain that to somebody, you get the whole, well, you didn't forgive anybody that you're holding grudges. And that's where I think that like has been said is there's a, a distinction between saying is I forgive that or I've moved on from holding that with uh, against people but I was still hurt by it that never went away like you can't change that fact mm-hmm. it's it's a very complicated place to be you know right. yeah because like if if you have like a friend or someone you know personally that has wronged you then communicating with them is important because they might genuinely be remorseful well but, I think a lot of the communication comes down to the severity of the offense and the relationship you had with the person before going into the whole dispute you had. Yeah, with with the people that have like offended you. But right. if like because um every everyone has has a problem with someone else and it's like because over like most of my life, you know, I had issues with my siblings and I didn't really like them a lot. But um, but even though I didn't act like go up to any of them and say, I forgive you. And this like, this is what you did to me. I forgive you. I, I still was like, I, you recognize that God tells you that you need to forgive. And then you make that decision. You're telling God that, okay, I'm going to do that. And that's, that's the communication between you and God. So I love that we have like found the two two most young philosophical thinkers <laughs> in the church to introduce to the podcast. So, I really do want to get into this lesson plan because Kenny has created an entire lesson plan. Like there is, like a, a full sheet and back sheet of notes, but and I really want to get into that. And I think it'd be a great yep. idea to dig into that. But I would like to kind of address all this with scripture real quick in First Peter four, where it's talking to. He's talking to the church, and uh, we'll start in 4.7 and just go through uh, 4.10 real quick. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to each other, sorry, to one another without grumbling. 
Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. Mm. So you can most certainly, you can remember the sin, but you still have a responsibility to act lovingly towards that person, even if it's hard, because you are still responsible for your attitude in spite of the hurt. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have good boundaries, and it, it certainly means that it means that you do have a duty to love those who are serving Christ, but at the same time, you are still able to keep your boundaries, which are often necessary to maintain our mm -hmm. relationship with God. Yeah. And just, heck, just our mental health at a certain point. Mm -hmm. I, I apologize for... We got derailed right out the gate, Kenny. And we're still on we ever do about a, forgiveness. If so. we ever do a podcast for the subject is relationships, it's probably going to be like two or three hours worth. Yeah, of yeah. Well, uh, what do you uh, what do you mean by first Peter relationships? Is the question? How do you define um, that? Well, not right now, Mark. <laughs> Was that in page two? <laughs> no, we weren't going to hit First Peter, so we got Sick. it. Hey, we got it covered. Great, free verse. Right, bonus. Right. So, um, no charge. I, I love the conversation, by the way. Don't don't think I was just being silent for no reason. I really enjoyed all of the conversation. This is a deep dive. I'm considering it now because, well, we really dove into what yeah. the definition of forgiveness is. So it was a rabbit hole, but it was a good one. It, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't face first, right? <laughs> that was a full-on well, not a rabbit hole. I, hey, I forgive all of you for, you know, not allowing me well, to give the there's, Webster's Dictionary there's a version full of there's swan dive. There's space to scuba into. dive deeper, you know. <laughs> Thank you for forgiving us for trampling your outdoor. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's go back so, and see if we can't follow the, this a little The bit. Webster's version of the definition of forgiveness is to cease to feel resentment against an offender or grant relief from a, pun uh, a payment of debt. Hmm. <laughs> and I also included a Reader's Digest version. The Reader's Digest version is Steve's version of the definition, which you almost nailed on the head perfectly. Uh, to carry away, or as Steve puts it, to put it in a pond with a sign that says, no fishing. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that uh, <laughs> that example used enough times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So forgiveness um, is also God's promise um, for us to not count our to uh, God's promise not to carry uh, count our sins against us, which is also where grace comes in. Because, boy, howdy, I I'm like talking into the mirror here, I need grace every day from the Lord. Cause if I didn't get grace from the Lord, we would all be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, be in trouble. You really can't have forgiveness without grace because God give is giving grace to us by forgiving us. And is telling us to do the same to others. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and we are called to forgive Forgiveness, uh, forgiveness of those who have sinned against us or wronged us is a reflection of God's forgiveness of our sins. Hmm. So now we're going into a list. We're going to jump. Actually, we're going to jump into the Bible first. Oh, that's right. What we does the Bible the have to yet. say on forgiveness? So Reverend Ezekiel David Jones, what does Romans 
twelve seventeen through 18 say? Romans twelve seventeen and 18 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to what you... Uh, <laughs> give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Hmm. Matthew, mm-hmm. what does your verse say? Uh, I am... Ephesians 4.31, you said? 32. 32, thank you. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Mark? Okay, Matthew 6.14 and 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Mm. Aiden? We got Matthew eighteen twenty one and 22. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. And Zeke. Uh, there. Uh, therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on... Is that right? What was Colossians 3, 12 through 13. Okay, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has any grievances against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Nice. So, can I just say? Or, or wait, do you? You can. Okay, I can just say. Uh, so, it was the first verse I had. Uh, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. That sounds really easy, but it is. It's on paper. not. Oh gosh, that doesn't yeah. sound that easy is, at all. <laughs> well, well, when I hear that, I think, okay, yeah, that's fine. When you try and when you try and live out what the Bible says living at peace with all men is a really hard thing to do. It's really hard to forgive people sometimes. And you know what? It takes patience. It takes effort. Uh, and you can, you can get to the point where that's easier, but man, oh man, if you don't practice forgiving the little things, Oh, when the Mm -hmm. big things come, you are going to have a very hard time, Mm uh, following that verse. That's very true, and I think a lot of that comes down to kind of how we started in that rabbit trail a little bit, mm-hmm. talking about bitterness, and yeah. just the fact that other people's actions can hurt you. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but like, anger is what's often referred to as a secondary emotion. Mm-hmm. So especially common in us guys, like who don't necessarily like dealing with those negative emotions too much, it's a lot easier whenever you are sad or hurting to turn to anger and just... Mm-hmm. want to fight something as opposed to addressing hey this sucks this hurts and i'm going to have to sit in this pain until this pain is over well it's a lot easier to say i hurt what is making me hurt so i can beat the crap out of it right well what can i crush hit I, things feel better <laughs> I, I like Basically. to raise a point here that that mark talks about a lot uh that well, well, not this first part, but men, we are, generally speaking, uh, problem solvers. If there's a problem, I don't know about you guys, but I, I want to get it fixed as soon as possible. I feel like I can't relax if I know that there's a problem that needs fixing. 
And I don't, I, I don't know, but I'd assume that you I'm guys can relate to that. Breaker. So Mark has said a lot of times, and this is true, that anger is energy to solve a problem. And it's really easy, rather than just feeling terrible, to think, well, if I'm upset, it's probably because there's a problem. Let's fix the problem. And then that turns into energy to solve a problem, also known as anger. And I think a lot of times, instead of channeling that anger, we try to fix the problem. There might not always be a super simple way to f solve the problem. We might not know how to solve the problem. So then the anger just grows because we don't know what we don't know what's wrong and we don't know how to fix it. Also, to Matthew's point, a lot of times, uh, instead of using the anger or energy or whatever to fix the problem, we run away to that emotion and run from whatever it is we've been dealing with in the first place. I will say this is another podcast discussion for another time. <laughs> anger. I yeah. thought I thought about it. And that. even if you wanted to deep dive that righteous anger and unrighteous anger. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel that's where we're going. Well, just I, I'm not I'm not going to I promise we're not going to stay on this long. <laughs> I just want to bring it up that the people are like, well, what is righteous anger? What's selfish anger? Anger is the feeling is generally the feeling you experience when you're not getting what you want. Anger is righteous anger when you are not getting what you want, what you want. And that thing is God not getting what he wants. And that's pretty much all of righteous anger right. is being upset that God's not getting what he wants. Right, I'm going to have to cut you off there, Zeke. Aiden's got something to say, and then I think we should go ahead and yeah, move on to the next yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, just sitting here thinking about it, we're kind of in a really odd place as well as Christian men in this age because, as Matthew said, it's kind of where a lot of guys who don't want to talk through or approach a certain kind of emotion translated into wanting something to go after. But I think we're in a weird place where <laughs> we're in a generation where it almost seems like we're between as some of the older guys we might know have this policy of not wanting to discuss it because of, you know, it's a, a control and emotion that it doesn't exist when it, it, it does. It absolutely exists. You're ignoring it and then never fixes the problem. And on the other half is this new and coming generation of men who are surrendering to it and let the emotions carry the, mm -hmm. everything. It's not a good balance of being able to approach a problem of what the emotion is, but also not surrendering to it so that you're an emotional mess. It's, it's a hard balance to strike between hey, those man. two things mm -hmm. yeah and it's hard when you got two separate kinds of men around you is you don't want to be a you know crazy emotional all the time mm -hmm. that's not handling yourself responsibly but you can't be like the generation behind you or even it's difficult to talk to men of the generation behind you when a lot of them were kind of raised in the hole of bury it mm -hmm. if it's if it's buried it's not there right yeah. No, yeah. you just put it in a hole and tried to forget it happened till what twenty years later when mm -hmm. you revisit it Someone without realizing the water hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it feels like the you know the older men you know of the past generation they like you said bury their emotions or whatever, and that can and cause then, you to get really bitter. Yeah, and then it, it just, honestly it feels like with people the men of our generation it feels like. Not necessarily that they're carried by all of their emotions, but that if they don't have an emotion that they like, 
then they flee to the one that they're most comfortable with and they stay there forever and they bury the other ones this sounds like a really good topic for another time as well. Yeah, anyway. We started, on for, we started on forgiveness, and then one deep uh, dive led to another, and now we have a full another podcast. And then balancing emotion versus truth. Well, Steve, if you're listening, you have three ideas for another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I, uh... Anger, TM, patented by Steve Cox. <laughs> His idea, not ours. So I have nine little takeaways from the Bible here um, about forgiveness. Um, so the first one, um, we forgive because we are forgiven. Mm. And so touching on your verse, I'm not going to, you know, read it. Aiden's just, verse, right? Yes. Aiden's verse, Matthew 18, 21, but this is through 35, basically the whole thing, uh, the parable of the unforgiving servant. Um, one who, <laughs> you know, so his, his brief little summary um, probably terribly. So if I if I miss something, please point it out, one of you. Thank you. Uh, so servant, uh, his master forgives him his debt, but then servant goes and doesn't forgive his servant's debt, mm-hmm. and basically it's why yeah. why didn't you forgive his. Well, then, the, so the servant's master finds out that he didn't forgive the other yeah. person's debt, and then he gets... The other guy thrown in, like, debtor's jail or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Which... Pretty much smaller debt. Right, exactly. well, because I think the one that the the, uh, the first servant owed was more than people made in their whole lifetimes at that time. It was Yeah, that was the second... It was... Yeah, it was the second servant who owed that, too. Yeah, and, well, right, right, the... The guy oh, that no. the I remember, Steve. Yeah, 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 I remember first Steve talking about the light owed more right. than a lifetime's worth Did, of debt, and the other guy, it's not exactly, but it was something like twenty bucks. <laughs> basically, it, it was either Steve or Jim. I don't remember who said it, but it was basically the money that the servant owed was more money than the king actually had. Like it was an entire kingdom's worth of money that he owed, and it was forgiven. And then, yeah, like the other servant was like, I don't know, like a month's worth of wages that he owed. Right. And then it was like a why exactly why wouldn't you forgive someone that small amount that comparatively small amount of debt when you've honestly i don't know how you waste a kingdom's worth of money but you know i can think of a few ways yeah okay yeah you could probably think of a few ways and so number two is kind of like the the big one here um we all need forgiveness and that goes with Romans 3.23, which is for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, this verse is going to come up another time, too. Um, and no one is better than any, every, anyone else. Everyone is on equal playing grounds. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how elite society thinks you are. Everyone, when it, everyone is on the same playing grounds when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. So, which leads into number three. God forgives us as we are for, to forgive others. And you guys pointed that out right, right off the bat as we went down the rabbit trail, which was awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is Matthew 6.15, uh, which you had. Yep. But if you could, uh, if someone wants to get Luke 6.37 for me. All right. I got you. <clears throat> you said 37? Yes, sir. 
as a as a very popular play, you know, uh, has said, "We are blessed to bless again." We are. Right. Luke six thirty seven. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Mm. So, when it comes to forgiveness, um, a lack of forgiveness can hurt our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something where I kind of got ideas from this. Said this. Um, could be a cause to end our relationship with God. And it was like, it doesn't end our relationship with God because God, we, we're not like, like, it's Steve's analogy with the fizz, you know, like, right? it's hard to show, God. it's hard to we are, describe. We are not holding on to God. Yeah, we're, God not, holding, holding yeah, on we're not holding on to God because if we were, we could just leave. God's holding on to us and he doesn't well, we can't leave. Yeah, it's kind of one of those important points where after somebody hurts you, you can't say I don't have a relationship. You still have a relationship. It may be a bad relationship, but you still yeah. have a relationship yeah, exactly. with this person even after you've been hurt. Mm-hmm. So we are going to them. the deep dive of relationships then. <laughs> we are not. Another, another topic. There no, we that's next week. <laughs> we, no one knows what next week is. Honestly, we don't even know if Steve's going to be here Except next week. For God. We God's might, we might just, next week's I think for is. these deep dives, we might just have to not necessarily kick Steve out, but like get in, get in some new people to have discussions about this. I actually had because an idea for another podcast. It's the second podcast here. He's making plans. But here's an idea for another podcast. The we Matthew, podcast Mark, and we group. find guys named Luke and John and we just have them do a podcast. So help me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know a Luke. We do. Brady's older brother. Yeah, and I'm sure we could find a John. I'm sure there's one in the church. That, is, that would be. That is a. That is a group. It's a group. Yeah. Yeah. It's a group. Okay. All right, Kenny. Anything else for us today? Uh, well, yeah. Several points. Oh, several, several points. Several okay. points. We just got to the back of We're the page. Not, we are. Oh, We're on number four oh, right now. We're on number four. Yes. I didn't, anyway, yeah, this is a really deep dive. <laughs> the deepest dive so far. Forgiveness sets us free, mm. and that is John eight thirty six. Um, I will turn there because why not? <laughs> we have found the Marianas Trench of forgiveness. <laughs> I, I this isn't necessarily a trench. It seems more like a cave, and there are just more more caves branching off to the sides. Isn't that what a trench is, but underwater? Or no, a trench is a trench is like a ravine, but in water at least the specific trench that he's talking about a cave is like concealed a ravine is like not (laughs) (laughs) what in the heck are you guys even talking just 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 keep looking up the verse all right small talk small talk all right (laughs) anyway john 8 36 says so if the sun sets you free you really will be free I think there's a lot of again that is an entire another like podcast topic potentially but like the bondage of bitterness that you put yourself in Mm. when you choose to hold on to something as opposed to letting it go Mm -hmm. it is I don't remember which verse it is but the Bible tells us to cast aside those weights that so easily beset us and that is what we're doing with forgiveness Mm-hmm. We're giving up the possibility of that root of bitterness by forgiveness, and it, it's not an easy thing to do. But 
Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, we can live the life that God has for us. We're not living in a life of being held down by that bitterness. Well, see, because um, you really, like, you can let go of the bitterness and all, but that's not enough, is it? Like Steve said, you have to put off and put on. If you just let go of bitterness, then it's just so either something else is going to replace it or it's just going to come back. So you have to actively, like, put good things in place of that bad thing. Well, something that Steve talked to me a lot about when I was doing some counseling with him is that one of those things you need to do is actively pray for the people that have hurt you. When instead of not instead of just not feeling bitter, you have to pray for those people. And what's and if you think it's hard with people who have just like with a one-time thing and you're angry at them and you won't let go of that and it's hard to pray for them. People who it, the Bible says to pray for those who persecute you. That's an active ongoing thing. It's not them saying, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And then, I don't want to. It's, no, they're, they're still persecuting you, but you know what? You need to pray for them anyway. That's a much harder thing to do. We covered this already in First Peter chapter 4. <laughs> the deep dive is looping now. It is. Yeah, we We've gone back up to the surface. For anyway. Verses, verses 8 and 9, above all. Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of, of sins. That's that forgiveness, letting go of that root of bitterness. And then the put on here is verse number nine. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Mm-hmm. So giving up that root of bitterness and putting on hospitality. Choosing to continue to care for them. Mm-hmm. Whatever capacity that looks like. It's shocking how effective it is when you decide that you don't want to be negative and uh, see only the bad things. If you actively start looking for good things, it's pretty easy to find them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, again, this is, this would be a great topic. Not necessarily with in the emotions. Yeah, not necessarily like in a specific You need to place, be welcome to just... adulthood. <laughs> So Kenny, back to the back to the yeah. Let's get this back on track. There's a big storm coming. (laughs) You're about to get slapped with a reality. So you were talking about the uh, deep dive podcast loop. Ready for number five? Forgiveness is not fair. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go back to Romans 3.23, which says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> the loop has been completed. Has. You're welcome. Well, podcast the third, over. The, the second or third loop has been completed. <laughs> we, we got a couple more loops that are about to be Probably. completed. So forgiveness gives us what we need rather than what we deserve. Mm. And that is grace. Amen. Uh, number six. Forgiveness extends to everyone. That mm. is Luke six twenty seven. But I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you. So even though they might be your enemies, even though they might be our enemies in some sort of way or someone who's really wronged us in the past, showing forgiveness is something that can lead them. I think that's something that we forget about so frequently, the fact that we are to live as examples, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to demonstrate that outwardly. Mm -hmm. So number seven, forgiveness is not about forgetting. 
So just because we forgive someone doesn't mean we let go of their sin. We just are choosing not to bring it up again. Yeah, like what we were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. there is a natural consequence to your action, and there is a punishment that you will receive regardless of the forgiveness. Right, exactly. We we don't dwell on that, on what happened anymore. Once once someone makes a decision, it will still affect everyone else, and if it's a bad one, then you don't hold that decision against them, but things have still been changed. You you don't go right back to as if nothing happened. There is still some punishment that needs to be administered and it's not like a revenge type thing at that point it's what is the the right punishment that should be given to them from you know a standard of like uh well really it comes down to the law at that point but you know client and that's an entire another potential like topic just god's gift of punishment there the Mm -hmm. fact that it is not our. It is us giving up any kind of right or responsibility to be the punishers. Right. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There Which, are there are a surprising amount of consequences. Did you just? No. There are a surprising <laughs> amount of consequences built in to just this world that we have. Also, why don't drink it with a straw? <laughs> That's another outtake. <laughs> This, this is all out. <laughs> oh, no. Hey Zeke, let me have a hit of that. It's actually gonna, not bad. We're sending this original oh, uncut no. version to Nick, right? Sorry, Matthew. We'll send this original uncut version to Nick, right? <laughs> oh, this smells spicy. Ew. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, you take it back. This This is why we don't let this, food in this here. This is what happens when Steve leaves. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're going to cut this and send only this spark to Nick. Send him only the outtakes. But, no, like, actually, though. <clears throat> Like there, there are a lot of consequences. Are we almost through? <laughs> All right. I don't think so. But again, again, in three, two, one. Can Can I finish my thought now? No. Thanks. <laughs> Go. What was your thought? Go. Okay. Anyway, there are a surprising amount of natural consequences just built into the actions we take. It's like, yeah, sometimes you do need like, ah, oh, you commit murder. You gotta be punished for that. But a lot of times it's like you do something stupid or wrong. It's like the system that's been set up by God will kind of punish you already for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like pain. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So that we don't forget or any or say it was okay doesn't mean we uh, – doesn't mean there is no consequences for it either which this is all good so forgiveness is not a one-time thing either as the bible says this is an ongoing thing of you know showing forgiveness you know giving forgiveness to people Mm -hmm. because everyone's gonna need it yeah every single day yeah, and it's it's really an ongoing thing. It's really easy if you stop thinking about it to slip back into anger or resent or bitterness. So it's a really active process that you gotta be conscious of. Mm-hmm. Well, because if yeah, it's a constant thing. It's because if you 
like are going about your day and you, you know something happens and you forgive that person or whatever like something really bad happens and you forgive them it's you're gonna be tempted still to fall back into that cycle of just bitterness and stuff and so it's Temp- going to temptation, you know, it's you have to make the conscious choice every day to not do that, to mm-hmm. forgive that person and then move on. And every time you start to slip back into <clears throat> that habit, you have to recognize that and turn around and go the other way. Mm-hmm. And to wrap this up, number nine, Jesus is our ultimate example. Mm-hmm. Through Jesus, the sins of the world are forgiven. And our charge is to do the same for those who, for those around us. Uh-huh. I mean, we can't forgive the sins of the world, obviously. Right. Yeah. But we can, you know, make a change in someone else's life by right. forgiving them of either something little or something big. It's not our job to forgive the whole world. Jesus exactly. did that. We need to take the step, though, of obedience and forgive the people in our lives. Exactly. And we would hope that they forgive us, too. It's like yeah. Steve says, it's not our pile. Right. Yeah, that whole uh, that whole thing of forgiveness, of having, you know, I guess you've been wrong to you have the right to be angry about it. It's, it's, not, it's not my pile anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I just thought of what the part two of this would be, if we make it obviously not this one, but I think it's also important to have an understanding of being able to forgive oneself, especially... I think it's especially prevalent in men, but in just mm-hmm. people in general, yeah. of being very harsh on oneself for seeing mistakes. And yeah. there's a bitterness involved in that, too, of living your life bitter over choices or thoughts or things right. that you've been through. And, you know, when <clears throat> you think about it, having a hard time forgiving yourself is kind of like an ego thing too right because like we realize that humans are imperfect and other people fail and we're willing to forgive them but we can't forgive ourselves. are we thinking too highly of ourselves yeah you expect yourself to be perfect and when you're not you or we think just too thought, lowly you know? of ourselves. yeah it's kind of a bit of both honestly you think that you should be better and that you're not so you think highly of yourself and too low of yourself at the same time it's that weird middle ground, mm-hmm. but like the not good one. <laughs> there are good middle grounds and bad. Middle How did grounds. you fall into both dishes at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his um, there is a, a, a like, especially with this generation, there is a lot of self hatred. That... Well, I think what it might be is like you start with too high of an expectation for yourself. And when you don't meet your high expectation, you don't know how to tell the difference between what you believe you should be and what you are. A lot of it, I think, is that everything – like the whole world – sorry, Matthew. uh, The whole world is just putting pressure on you to be a certain way or not even just like your parents, your friends, just society in general is putting pressure on you to be a certain way. And when you don't measure up to that – no one's no one's teaching the the people of our generation, the kids, how to deal with that. This really has to be a part two because there's really there is does. such a rabbit trail of trauma are, and self hate that I could take so you that is and, so bad. And like what you're talking about right now is identity. 
mm-hmm. and like our identity in yep. Christ and Ooh. where we get our value and identity from. And this is this is that definitely is an entire gonna... series potentially. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know, I think we need to do a part two, and I think there's going to be a part three involved too. So yeah. I will gladly it take this like, on yeah, as a series what? here. Next time, so this can be forgiveness part one. Yeah, and next time, boy, Steve do I have some life stories. I will do. I will do forgiveness part two. Yeah, forgiveness part two. Self forgiveness, and then part three to wrap it all up is our identity in Christ. The forgiveness trilogy. God's forgiveness is. This one's already got to be like forty-five minutes. (laughs) We've been recording for the most epic trilogy. Probably it'll probably be shorter after we cut everything. So, I hope so. For Reverend Ezekiel David Jones, Matthew Partridge, Mark Albright, Aiden Notman. This is. Kenny Kramer, a.k.a. Shepherd Kenny, saying, Jesus loves you and so do we. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, please check out our website for more podcast episodes and shows at thelugnastpodcastgroup.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram, and we will see you next week. 